Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with comedian, writer, and probably a lot of other things because these days everyone is a lot of things, Chris Frangiola. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's nice to be here. What other things are you? I mean, I do everything. Don't you kind of have to? I think so. I feel like I I, I like to just act. Mm -hmm. It feels like that's the easiest. I know it's terrible for people who act to say that. (laughs) But I just did a couple of episodes of that show Glow on Netflix, uh-huh. and it was just wonderfully easy to just sit around and wait till they knock on your trailer door and walk out and not have to like write anything, right. which I usually do. Mm-hmm. Sit for hours and have people judge all your work. You know? Do you find it to be monotonous at all? The like waiting around. Yes, it, th- that's the other part of it. As a, as a, you know, and then as a writer and a uh, and a writer who was on like daily shows for the most part. Uh, yeah, there's no instant gratification in that, which kind of, and as a same with stand up, you know, you just, you get, you get it right away. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it takes a while to get used to, but I, I'm, I could get used you to could it. You could do it. Yeah, I could, I think I could. I had that thought recently because my whole, I, like, the thing I really want is my own television show. And right. I really enjoy doing TV, even though mostly what I do is podcasting at this point yeah. and also writing, but I really do enjoy that form. However, like what type? Like talk show, TV show? I like to Or not. like you're solving crimes, uh, like an actress. <laughs> no, I mean talk show stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, but and I actually I really like doing live TV. But I have filmed um like pilots and things like that where it's, you know, a whole day of shooting for not that much. Right. Which is I'm always like pinching myself that I have this opportunity to do it. And I, you know, it's wonderful. At the same time, it's a really long day and it's hard work and it's kind of boring. Yes, uh, it's, it's, it is. A, I feel that, but also I feel so much for like the crew on these shows. Like the actors, they come and they go. Mm-hmm. These guys are getting there at five a.m. setting up like you know the craft services yeah. and then tearing it down. At I mean, like we were talking about before we went on air. I guess you'd call. It. We I live in Studio City and they're filming at all these homes around. And I see these guys pulling up these trucks at five o'clock in the morning and leaving at like midnight. Yeah, you know, not the actors, of course, but the other people. So right. good for them. And also, they have to be so detail oriented in a way that I just don't think I am. And I don't think I'd ever want to be. I'm talking specifically about the crew. Right, like The idea yes. of like the light's wrong, so we need to wait an hour. Yes. Or like everyone did everything perfectly, but one little thing was off, so we're going to do it again. And does it really matter I, in the end? Like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, because like I feel so much, especially now I believe, I don't know if you're a movie fan, but I'm like a big, I feel movies have gotten so bad. I think because TV's gotten so good. Mm-hmm. That it's now peak TV and it's the opposite. Right. Movie. I mean, I used to go see, especially in the summer, I'd see five, ten good movies in the summer. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything good yet this summer. I mean, everything's been kind of okay. Have you seen Wonder Woman? I haven't I seen did, it yet. I did. I did see it and I enjoyed it. I mean, 
I feel so stupid watching superhero movies because like a like a, an hour into them, I'm like, are we we're pretending this is a real right? I get <laughs> you know, it seems so odd to me that, but I'm not like a comic book guy. But the movie was great. It was a mm-hmm. fun movie. It was one of the better ones I've seen this summer. I wasn't disappointed in it. It's a little corny at times, but I guess they're supposed to be. Did it make you want to be a more powerful woman? I, well, that's what everyone says. I mean, I hear people like it's, you know, they're walking out of it. And I'm like, well, really? Inspired. I mean, I think you could find other ways to be inspired. Even, you know, I think there's better ways than, but sure, if people are getting that out of it, more power to them. Right. I saw it as like a nice movie with, you know, a girl. That girl's good. She's good as Wonder Woman. That girl, Gal. What is her name? Gal. Gal, Gal. <laughs> Gal I actually, weirdly enough, I don't know how I, 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 I'm looking at her thinking, this girl's pretty good. Like, I felt her touch. She was like a no-name that came out of mm-hmm. nowhere. And she, I guess in a way, kind of was. But And then turns out I interviewed her years ago, like, for in London for Fast. She was in Fast and the Furious, Oh, I, I didn't know that. And it, when I was on Chelsea, they used to send me to do, like... um what do they call it? Ju- yeah, but Field for pieces. movies, I would do oh, like uh, junkets. Okay. So they would send me to like uh, the junkets to interview the people, and I wound up interviewing her, and I didn't even realize I did. So I'm that guy now who forgets everything. <laughs> when so. did the, when did it happen that you became that guy? Oh, it, I think it happens more and more every day. Mm. You know, so uh, yeah, it gets bad. How's your vision? Cause my vision's good. Really? Like far away has always been terrible since I was you know ten, mm-hmm. but close up I still have. Like re- I could do close, and I hear they they say close goes when you're like forty five. Right. So I could still do. Close. Oh, I heard it goes when you're forty. It begins going. I, I did hear that. Yeah, and, but I'm still good on close. Okay. Far away, I can't see anything. Well, how wonderful for you. Yeah, I, guess I am. I'm a 2020 person. Really? I always I was, and I like to let everyone know because I think I'm superior because of it. I'm a like that. See that street sign that no one can see from far away. I can see it. That's crazy. Except that oftentimes it's because I'm like, I'm just guessing. Yeah. And I'm just good at like see being and like, you kind of know the what letters, street signs exactly. say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's my own street. Yeah, right. The <laughs> but I can tell from really far away. But my eyesight is not as good anymore. And then my husband wants to kill himself because he decided that he probably needs bifocals. Yes. I have. I wear bifocal contacts. Is that where one, one is? It, yes. yes. And they, I guess some people can't do it. It freaks some people out. But it I, it works for me. I can. Did you, you have know, a period of feeling I, awful? Yes. For, for a split. But it goes away re- pretty quick. So now mm-hmm. I can kind of do both. I could do both anyway. But um, it it's, yeah, it's pretty good. So did you enjoy the junket experience? Because full... Full disclosure. Have you done them? Yes, not for podcasting, but yeah. in my former life as a, a a writer journalist, I did. Yeah, but I almost was going to ask you if you could switch to tomorrow because tomorrow's guest could no longer do tomorrow and needed to do today at a press junket at a time that I was not available. However, I'm like the only time I'm available is right now right and if there's you know if you could do that then i i could maybe reach out or you know i would need to reach out to today's guest and see if he can possibly do tomorrow but the whole time i was thinking i don't know i mean and it turned out that they couldn't do it anyway so i was like okay well that solves that problem but i don't know how good a podcast from a junket would be i mean i assume they would put the person and me in a hotel room and like it, it wouldn't be, are, it wouldn't are, be do loud did they, they do that do they do like uh junket I think this one is yeah yeah but I just think it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be. But as, they're not. That's like a. That's not like a top line movie. Is that like a? Is that like a big giant? Is it like the Mummy or something? What is it? A junket for one of the big ones or is it? The big sick. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's more a small movie. Yeah. And it's comedian. I feel like it's going to be a bigger right? movie, though. Just you, just you wait. That's my prediction. I don't but know. But yeah, it is. A, yeah. I guess it is. I, I hear it's good. It's. I saw it. It was really good. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like the people I in it. it. Yeah. yeah. I loved it, but I still don't think a podcast from the junket would have been as good as a podcast not at the junket. My podcast feeling was it was amazing what the, because our show was so hot at the time, we were kind of on the top of the interview people. Mm-hmm. I was with Chewie. Chewie was with me. So right. we uh, we almost made it. So we, were, we went in before like, you know, the, the real third-rate newspapers went in. Mm-hmm. But they flew... It was amazing. I guess it's Fast and Furious, so they have plenty of money. They flew everybody to London, not just Chelsea Lately and Conan O'Brien. We were with those guys, but they flew like little newspaper guys to London. Oh, it was and, the movie who flew you guys. Yes. And they oh, put wow. a Universal. And they put up um, everybody. Like, not, I mean, I'm, there was 500 people there. Right. They must have spent millions of dollars. And then I did it with another movie in Tokyo, a Keanu Reeves movie. They flew me to there. Is it an amazing trip once you're there? Or yes, because you they... only work for two minutes. Yeah. You know, you're there, you, you do a couple things with Keanu Reeves, and that's the end of it. And then you have like five days in some gorgeous hotel. Do they give you a per diem and stuff? I, you know, I think they did. Yeah, we did. We did get it. And it's all on Universal. So, do they I mean, still there was, do those? Probably not so much anymore. Because, you know, unless it's a case like Fast and Furious where you know it's going to make a billion right. dollars. But this Keanu Reeves movie went nowhere. So they must have lost a ton of money on it. When I was writing for a magazine, I was offered the chance to do one of those. Except it, like it was... I felt very... I felt like it would have been very dishonest of me to take them up on it because... In no way in my position at the magazine was I really a person who would write about movies at that point. And I can't remember which magazine I was at, but I remember being like, is there any way I can justify this? I don't think so, but I really want to. Because I think it was London. I don't don't think it was... It wasn't Fast and Furious, but it was going to be in London. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds so much. That sounds great." Yeah, it's pretty great. And then they and then they do all things with you throughout the week you're there. They they you know they put you on with a boat going down the river, and so they you know do to keep people interested. Right. So it's pretty fun. Um, that's my that's my feeling on junkets. <laughs> I don't think they work. You know, to, I mean, either you're going to go see Fast and Furious, or you're not going to go see Fast right. and Furious. I don't know if. Uh, reading something about it in a paper is going to sway you in one way or the other. Yeah. Who knows? But what, you know. There was know. a time where there was a lot of that happening where like, you know, a new car is flying everyone to here to, to experience the new car and write about it or right. like a new alcohol or a new hotel. I don't know how much I'm disconnected from that, from that cushy world. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of stopped a little bit because I think when they they start to, that's one of the things like, why would we do this? We could just put it on Instagram. And I, th- I really do believe that's yeah. happened. I mean, I have a, I have a, it's killed, like Instagram has killed models, not, not, not actually killed models, but like, I, fascinating like they don't had. need models anymore because they don't need like the, you know, many of the six foot one model you find in a mall when right. she's 13 and now she, you know, they, cause they just put it on Kylie Jenner and she, you know, puts it on Instagram mm-hmm. and it gets 9 million people to look at it yeah. instead of having a girl walk up and down a runway where nobody sees it. Right. And she doesn't have any followers, so nobody cares. So now you look at those runway shows and it's those Hadid girls, whatever they do. I don't even know what they are, but, and then like, a, well, they're the daughters of, of a Hadid. Right. Who, who's, uh, but it's just their former rich. wife. Was on, was on Real Housewives. Uh, th- okay, this all I know all that, but like <laughs> that's all I know. But so what do they do? I get they just look fierce. Yeah, they're like Girl. they're like you know uh, daughters of somebody famous mm-hmm. I, and a, and a son I believe as well. Oh yeah, who's now modeling too? I think I don't no, know. I, I don't know why I'm fascinated that. by the Hadids. Like the last two weeks, I've been. 
Who's your favorite Hadid? I don't even know who they. I don't There's even know Bella, Gigi, and I don't know who and bo- and the boy and the boy. Yeah. So Ooh, who Bella, is Gigi Bella older or younger? Bella's the I oldest. Think, I think Bella is older. Yeah. And the Hadid father is the the rich one. He's Muhammad a, Hadid. Is he a real estate or, or something? I don't know for sure, but I know that he popped up on Real Housewives before. Yeah. Is he friends with Lisa Van? This is the important stuff. I think he might be friends with Lisa Vanderpump. And and that's how he got involved in that world. I really don't know, but I want to say. Are yes. you a Real Housewives person? I'm a Vanderpump Rules person. Now this is okay. That's I keep hearing about got, this Vanderpump Rules. Oh now, come on! I don't even know any. Now I know, of course, I know who Lisa Vanderpump is. I know the husband, the English guy, and I know they have restaurants. Mm-hmm. But the show itself is is yes. wait. They're Centers waitresses on the life of people who work. At, the at restaurant. Sir, yes, and okay. sometimes at Pump. And at the beginning, I thought Vander, I didn't, I had only heard it. I thought, is this a competition show? I don't even understand what's going on. Right. And then I started watching it, and it's like really tan, beautiful people yelling at each other sometimes. R- and I couldn't follow the plot line. I couldn't keep the people straight. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden I was very invested and very into it. And, and, and now it's on, we're here. what network is it on? Is Bravo. it on Bravo? Yeah. Okay, so now... I, I, as a guy who worked in restaurants for many years, it gets pretty busy in a restaurant. Like, uh, there's cameras in the restaurant. Like, I feel like that would get the in the way. The action doesn't... This is all scripted and cast. Like, these people are cast, right? Because most, most people aren't that gorgeous working in a restaurant. I think most people who work at a Lisa Vanderpump restaurant are gorgeous, but I don't know which... I don't know if that's because her whole life is reality television right. in addition. Um, so I think that the gorgeousness... That's believable, but not, but I do think a lot of it is, I'm sure a lot of it is scripted, if not all. And a lot of the action doesn't specifically anymore take place in the restaurant. Oh, like you go outside. to their, yeah, you go to their apartments or their, they, once every season they take a trip somewhere. They all yeah. take a trip somewhere. Like Bachelor in Paradise, which they won't be able yes, to do anymore. Yes, which by the way, is. What happened with that? Well, first of all, it's, I just read a thing today, just as before I came here. It's like getting worse and worse. But what, they the, say the scandal. Yes, because I guess the girl was completely passed out. So they say, and uh, and still then he, people in for people who don't know anything okay. about this. Because I only like I read some tweets, but I don't really know. Okay, once again, I'm not a huge bachelor guy, but I just know it from like reading it. You know, f- just sure. because I I have you're, to. You're up pop on culture the news. somehow, but yeah, I mean, you have to be. It's just in front of your face constantly if mm-hmm. you thumbing through Twitter or anything. Anyway, uh, I guess Bachelor in Paradise is kind of spin off of that, where they take cast members who are on other bachelor shows and then they put them all on an island and they try to get them to like fuck. Can I say that? Is this like yes, a, you can. Okay, uh, you know, and that's the thing. They want people to be hooking up and, and stuff. drunk. Yeah, right. Yeah. At bachelor in Paradise. That's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they encourage that type of behavior. Anyway, so I guess these two were in a pool or something in Mexico, and she was wasted, and he was wasted, and she seemed, according to her, now she's saying that uh, she was, you know, sexually assaulted mm. by the guy because he she was passed out. Whether true or not, I don't know. So, but now I'm reading more and more like Bachelor in Paradise is over. They can't, sh- they're going to be done because now she'll sue ABC and that'll be a whole thing. But then I read today, they shot the entire thing. The entire incident is on camera. Wow. So the guy who's, who's being so accused, yeah. he's saying, show the, show it. I, I, um, cause it'll, it'll get me off. It's like, uh, him, not, right? not literally, but it'll, <laughs> yes, it'll, it'll well, get, maybe, I mean, who knows? You never know. But uh, yeah, so he's saying it, it's, uh, I, I don't think I'm guilty of what these people are saying and it's on video, so show it. Who knows? Anyway, that's my, that's the latest on Bachelor in Paris. Cause what I first read 
was that a producer who witnessed this yes quit and wouldn't come to work. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. That's that was like be- quit. Like this is getting out of hand. I quit. Like this is sexual assault, and I quit. No, there. Not what I read, but what I read was before what you read. I think. Okay. Um, I think it was like one of the initial things. It didn't yet say that there was anything harassing or violent or yeah. about it. It was the, what my sense was a producer quit because she watched two people have sex on camera and she was upset that she had to witness that, which struck me as weird because like you're saying, but that's what the show is. And it's been on for quite some time. Yeah. I'm sure this is not the first time that sort of right. thing has happened. So it makes more sense that there is more to the story because what I read, I was like, this doesn't, unless I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. This doesn't make sense right. to me. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so it's uh, I guess it's a bad scene over there at ABC because I think the Bachelor kind of does that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah. Don't they put them in like in like yes. a like a fuck suite at the end? Like pretty you, much. Yeah. The the what do they call honey, it? Yeah, like a the, they have like alone time and the sleepover is not what they call it, but or is it something like that? Yeah, it's like a sleepover night. There's a name. And I remember I'm, when I used to watch The Real World years ago. And there was like no fight. If if you even fought for a second, you would be kicked off. Yeah, David and Irene. Yes, remember the one girl slapped the guy and then he yes. was gone and whatever. The girl had like a tick disease. Remember she that girl? She had Lyme disease. Had, Irene. Yeah. Isn't that a tick disease? Was, yes. Well, it's you can get it from a tick bite. I, I thought know. it's the only way you could get it. Is that the only way you I have get no it? idea. I don't even know what it is. I thought it was only from a tick. No, I suspect there's other ways to get Lyme disease. I don't know for sure though. But anyway... Re- I know what you're talking about well. Real world, real world Seattle. It's a Seattle. long time ago. It Was it Seattle? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Good call. And Irene had Lyme disease later, right? Yes. She got in a fight with Steven. He took her he teddy was, bear. He was a black guy or something, yes. right? Yeah. He took her teddy bear and threw it into the river. Yes. Oh, yes. It's all coming back to me now. And, or the, was it the, pu- what, what body of water would they have been on? Puget, Puget Sound, Sound, right? Sure. So he threw it into yeah, the yeah. Sound and- Wait, did he slap her? I think he slapped, he, he slapped I her. Think he reached into a car and yes, slapped her and then right. tossed her stuffed animal. Something like that. And then that. they kicked yeah. him off the show. Right. She was leaving anyway, right? Wasn't she leaving the show or he was leaving the show? Wasn't it was like her I exit? I think maybe. Yeah, because she was in a car. Yeah. Right. Anyway. And then that also had David with two different color eyes. Was he the... I don't, I when Real World first came out, New York with those... Yes, you know, with, with um, Julie... And, and Eric and, Neese. And, 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 yeah, Eric Neese. That's what I was thinking of. And then uh, who now drinks his own urine. He, he does? It, that's his thing. Oh, Eric Neese? Eric Neese drinks his own urine as like a health thing. I don't know I, where I read this, but somewhere. Oh, my God. A couple of years ago, he was on. He was and I on, thought he wasn't doing anything He anymore. was on Sober House. Oh. I'm and that sure. was his thing, drinking his own urine. Instead of drinking, you know, I guess. Alcohol. Alcohol. Just straight from himself, he would drink it, or was there a deep process? Well, not like it? he wouldn't piss no. into his mouth, you know. What I, I mean, if he could, <laughs> who would ever leave the house, right? right no, right. I mean, like into a cup, yes. or okay, so it wasn't like he was processing it in any no, way. No, it had already been cup. processed. Wow, yeah. that's so disgusting. That is drinking. so disgusting to yeah. me. Yeah, he, but he turned out to be kind of a weird dude. I think he was like a yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, Eric Neeson, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That and, was like the beginning yeah. of of reality TV. I know. That was it. And that's what I all bet began. That would have been. Compared to now, that was so calm. I know. And probably slow paced. And my sense was the producers were not allowed to get involved at all. I 
and I don't know in terms of the real world with it, but like it right. really was a fishbowl. They just filmed yeah. them and then they edited it. But there were also there was no sex that nobody mm-hmm. like went off into a room together until later on those things started to happen. Now it's like if you watch it, it they, it's still on, I believe. It's and now it's just like time. it's like fist fights every night. And I think it crossed over when it was real world Las Vegas because that's when they were all in a they were Trishella all Canatella. Trishella Canatella. Yeah, Canatella. A bunch of yeah, a bunch of I didn't whores. know she was Canatella, but I remember Trishella. Well, I, I can tell you why I remember because one of the earliest writing jobs I got was on a terrible, terrible, terrible show called oh my god i can't even think of the name of it now it was basically here's here was the premise there there was some rich guy who was able to produce a show out of glendale this little office and he was going to he when it was when tivo was like a big deal and people were fast forwarding through commercials Mm -hmm. this guy said i got an idea nobody's watching commercials anymore i'll put the commercials in the show branded content yes so it'll basically be like we're going to a party tonight at blah blah is your club uh, we're going to drink absolute vodka and da, 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 so, mm-hmm. but, so that had to be written into also like a scripted sitcom type thing it was me and two other guys working on the show it was so bad like every day we'd go in and there would be like less and less people in the office like where's the secretary like we didn't need her and it, uh and you just could tell it was never going to actually happen <laughs> anyway, Trishel Canatella was one of the cast members of it. Mm-hmm. And one day she came like storming into the room with the script in her hand. She goes, do you people know anything about comedy? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, did Trishel Canatella just ask us if we know anything about comedy? Like she, and it was these guys, I think the guy, like all the guys who were on it went on to do, you know, pretty good things. Right. And so, yeah, so I was yelled out by Trishel Canatella one time for not knowing anything about comedy in Glendale. On a terrible show that never actually aired. Did it? Did you shoot it though? They shot one episode, I think, and ran out of money really fast because mm. it was. They were. They went to New York to shoot an episode and stayed at like you know four seasons or something, right. and like, and then it was over after that. So anyway, now I, I, I gotta I can't remember the name. name of it. It's it'll come to me. Was it'll there a network me. attached to it? Uh, not at the, this was a. It seems so long ago that it was before any of like all these networks mm-hmm. and all these Netflix and anything like that. So I think it actually aired on like a Fox late night. You know oh, when okay. like when like Byron Allen shows air. Yeah. You know, you know what do they call it? Uh, you know, like when it's uh, syndicated. It mm-hmm. was syndicated by somebody late at night. At, right. After Byron Allen's right. show, where the comedians you know just are coaxed along to say things about their acts so i know i should ask you about about ronkonkoma that's where you're from right yes are you familiar with it i mean i enjoy saying the name and i i know it's long island i'm glad you, you actually said it correctly which what a lot of people, people don't uh, and a lot of people screw it up like yeah. how ronkonkoma yeah i mean it's a lot idiots i know idiots um, and it's actually been in a lot of movies it gets goofed on a lot yeah and, and, and we get we're very proud of it Oh, you have Ronkonkoma pride? Yeah, we do. When it's when it's mentioned in a movie, we get pretty excited about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to find out about that, and I also want to find out how you started writing, well, how you started in comedy and writing and all that. But first, I must ask, but are you a, a Real Housewives person? I'm not. I, I mean, I know them all because I work with Heather McDonald a lot, mm-hmm. and she's like a, you know, that's her thing, and she's actually friendly with them. I so, I always tell Heather, she's the one person who's secreting the, that thing, whatever, Oprah secret. Oh, yeah. It actually worked for Heather. She secreted <laughs> being friends with the housewives, and she really is friends with the yeah, housewives. Yeah, I've seen her post pictures and stuff. Yeah, so they're, I'm actually doing something with one of them this weekend in Irvine, the Irvine Improv. We're who? doing Tamara Judge? Yeah, she's a real housewife of Orange County. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's doing something with us this weekend. Yeah, so I was into Vanderpump Rules in a sort of I can't believe I'm so into this, and then it crossed into I'm just 
obsessed with the show. And then through that, I got into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but okay. I haven't kept up with it. And I watched Real Housewives of New York and Orange County in the early days. And the original one, yeah, the New York was fun. The, yeah. I remember watching Bethany. that early on. Yeah, Bethany Franklin, and who's now going to be on Shark Tank, I've heard. Oh. She's going to be one of the sharks, okay. which I guess she's got you know legitimate Business businesses mind. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be exciting. And then and then the Beverly Hills has Lisa Rinna, correct? And like yes. people like that? Yes. I watched before. Like right as she, I, I did not watch straight. I watched a little bit of a season that she was on, and then I'm like, these are all new people. Yeah, they live in my neighborhood, Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin, and I see them a lot around the neighborhood, and they're they are fun to look at. The two of them, I mean, because they're both like real. I don't know if they're done up or, but they're they're both good looking people. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it, I mean, if you ever wanted to make like a spoof of Hollywood, those are the two people who look. So Hollywood, yeah. Every you know, even if it's just Seven Eleven, like where do you just see them on the street? I or? see them at like you know Aroma Cafe and things like that. You know where the people hang out, right? Yeah. Are they tr- are they treated like special, like the royalty of your town? Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, we we go nuts for. We have a couple of good people in Studio City. You know, mm. there's George Clooney's over there, and what? Yeah, I thought he's, he's in Italy. Well, but he has that house up. Um, I don't know if you ever go run Fryman Canyon. I've, I mean, I've heard of this okay. canyon. I don't even know. I don't think I've been there. So, Fryman Canyon, where it comes. It's an invite only canyon. It's he's at the top of Fryman Canyon, I that didn't house. Know that. Yeah. Also, one of the Duffs is there. It used to be Britney Spears. She was right there on right at the end of Fryman Canyon. Used to be Britney Spears, Terry Hatcher, and George Clooney were like the three at the top of it. So I've heard it could all be different. And now. Fryman Canyon is Studio City. Eh, is it the same? Yeah, I guess it's Studio. I guess it's Studio City. Sure. And Chris Frangiola's over there. I'm over there as well, yes. And you see me around. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> so, grew up in Long Island. Grew up on Long Island. Born and raised on Long Island. An electrician in uh, New York City for many years. Not many years, about five years. Mm-hmm. I was a local three IBW uh, union electrician. And then I did stand-up at night for fun. But yeah, I don't really have any background in it out- outside of just doing it and getting mm-hmm. good at it. You know, What was your childhood like? Fun, great, really good. Ronkonkoma, Long Island was a great place to have a childhood. It's terrible now. Like Ronkonkoma has become kind of a shithole. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still like, nobody leaves Ronkonkoma. Like my friends are still there and mm-hmm. they still have nice places and they all have 25-year-old children and stuff. So, uh, you know, they're they're doing good, but it's it's like a, it, there's like a lot of um, math, not math, heroin. Oh. You know, Long Island's like heroin, which is crazy. Like his, I guess kids do heroin now. When I was drinking yeah. Zima, you know, now they're doing heroin. The world is getting fucked up. All of Long Island is like that? Maybe it is. I, I think guess Long Island Not only Long like Island, like everywhere. Like Ohio is like, they're dying like, it's a hundred people a day in Ohio are dying from, am I bringing this down? <laughs> no, no. No, I, I mean, I've heard, I yeah. hear these statistics. I have a baby and I'm I know. never letting him go to Long Island I have some nephews Ohio. and nieces and stuff and it's just like, man, the world, it's just... I don't know how you bring up, and I see normal kids. There are normal kids out there. I'm not saying there aren't, but and it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people can let kids just go down the street anymore. So you never tried heroin? I <laughs> know, I know. I never tried any drugs. Really? No, I not even I, not even cocaine. Nothing. I smoked weed like twice in my life. Um, I just it's never been my thing. Mm-hmm. I drink, you know. I have no problem with that, but. I don't. I have no problem with any of it. If you want to do it, go ahead. But uh, yeah, are you you a drugger, drinker no. at any time in your life? Yes. Yeah. But I never did heroin. But I did 
enjoy things too much for a period of time. And so where now, are you from? I'm from Orange County. Okay. And then I went to college in Claremont, went to Pomona College, went back to Orange County, uh, lived in New York for about nine years. Oh, and wow. And then came back to LA. New York and like Manhattan, New York? Yeah, I was in Manhattan for the first chunk of time. And then I moved to Brooklyn for the okay. last two years. And I loved Brooklyn. And yeah. I thought, why did I resist it for so long? I had this weird, like, I move, I want to live in Manhattan. I came here to be in Manhattan. Right. Even though so many people I knew had moved to Brooklyn and said it was a better, it's just better. <laughs> it's crazy what's happening. I mean, I remember the days of Williamsburg was a war zone, yeah. you know, 30 years ago. But yeah, it's crazy now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, my dad um, grew up in New York, Brooklyn, and then Manhattan. And as a family, when I was, I think I just graduated college, we all went back and I wanted to visit some friends in Brooklyn Heights. And he was very nervous to let me go. And which... This is a hyper local uh, sentence or two, but it's funny because Brooklyn Heights couldn't be nicer. Yeah, right. But in his mind, it's how it was when he was growing well, up, which is like everything yeah. scary. Well, and so was New York City. I mean, I'm yeah. just New York City in the '70s and '80s. It was awful. Like you look at movies and not even like old t- news clips, and the the inside of the subways are completely graffiti covered. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, and then you know, it was just like crime was bad, and Times Square was awful. Mm-hmm. Like you would get, you know, pickpocketed or whatever. And right. right in Times Square. Now it's a M and M store. And, yeah, you know, and, and, and gigantic bike lanes. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's yeah, closed down to traffic pretty much, unless yeah. you're a terrorist and just drives a car right through it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Other words. I don't even think there are bad. There's no bad area in Manhattan anymore. No, it's like everything is push pushing in all direct, like the yeah, it's just becoming nice everywhere. Right, it's crazy. I, I don't know who the who to credit that with. I mean, it's the I, mean, I think Giuliano, you would Bloomberg, take credit for it. Yeah, or uh, yeah, or or the new guy, you know, Bla- De Blasio, De Blasio, who now I think people hated him in the beginning. I think he's people are kind of turning around on him. Same thing happened with the Bloomberg. Everyone hated him in the beginning, mm-hmm. and now. You know, they, people would love to have him as president. Anyway, what do I know? So you grew up in Long Island. Yes. Or on Long Island. On Long Island. Is on. Like right in the center pretty much of Long Island. Exit 59 on Long Island Expressway, yeah. And then you moved to New York because you had dreams of being an electrician. I Yes, my family are all electricians and you had to. There was no, I grew up in a, you know, there was no like go to college or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like you finish school and you get a trade. Do you have siblings? A saleable skill in the marketplace, as my father called it, <laughs> and still does. Uh, yes, I do. I have three brothers. Older all, or younger? Uh, one, uh, one younger, two older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you go to electrician school? I did, yes. I was a, yeah, an apprentice. Were you the, like, the funniest guy there? I, I, I didn't do funny a, on that job at all. Like mm-hmm. I, would, I would imagine if people who knew, knew what I do now, knew, who knew me then, like I, the guy never spoke. And I really didn't. Right. I was kind of, you know, I, I just wasn't, um, I wasn't very good at it, I don't mm-hmm. think. So I was nervous to, you know, you're working with like high dangerous, voltage. Yeah. It's dangerous. Did and I was way high up a lot of times in open construction on like the 56th floor in the middle of February. And I was freezing and it was, it's, it's hard, hard work. Construction work, God bless these people. It's hard, man. It's the people who, who build shit are, it's amazing. Did you ever get hurt? Uh, no, I didn't, but a lot of people do. It's yeah. it's a tough gig. And for, you know, not, what are you making? $75,000 a year, but it's a union and, you know, everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, it, it you know, my family did well by it, I think. 
So like at one point was the dream that you would have this union job and you'd get married and have kids young never. and no. Never. That's ne- I knew the when I got into the union I was never going to stay. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a matter of time before I left. And I went to some seminar in New York after some guy was doing a seminar some I god I wish I knew who this guy was. He was some you know half-assed agent and for like 30 bucks you can go see him talk about life in Hollywood. And so I'm sitting there and he's basically saying there, you know, like sitcoms are where it's at. Everybody's <laughs> getting sitcoms. If you're a comedian in, in America, you're getting a sitcom. So I was like, wow, this guy is, he's on it. So uh, I, I was so naive to the fact that I wrote in a notebook as I was taking notes what this guy was giving a seminar. I wrote in the notebook, pilots get these. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Yeah. So pilots are a thing to get. Get pilots. Um yeah, and then, so so uh, <laughs> because of that guy's <laughs> seminar, I I came, I went, I I said fuck it, I'm going. Wow, I, I quit the union. I got on a plane with a buddy of mine who I'm still we're still best friends out here in Los Angeles. We came out together, so and what, he's on Walking Dead now. Oh, so it worked out. It? He just got killed. He was uh he was the head of that other village with the black guy with the dreads. He he got killed the last episode of last season. His name was Richard on the show. He had a pretty good season this year That's so cool yeah when you went to the seminar was the dream to be an actor in hollywood i mean yes. if you wanted to get these pilots i just wanted to be in a john hughes movie that's all <laughs> i wanted like i was like i have to be ducky or or andrew mccarthy or uh-huh. like that was my goal oh you could be ducky or blaine oh, yeah whoever like yeah. Oh, any of those movies any of 16 candles uh-huh. any of anthony michael hall and like they were gods to me yeah you know now i know some of them and it's like wow it's just like i I mean i know andrew mccarthy a little bit and i know uh you know some of those guys a little and it's just like a shitty business Mm because they're like they didn't make any money on those movies and no no not really and isn't andrew mccarthy's a travel writer now right? yeah he does he he does does some work and some stuff so yeah and john cryer i know pretty well he lives in my neighborhood and uh yeah so it's just i mean john cryer of course does very well but Mm -hmm. you know he's had a good career but it's yeah, I mean like Ali Sheedy, I think is probably you know, it's probably probably not doing that great. You know what get her on the podcast. What is it like what <laughs> Ali Sheedy, like how do they make money anymore? I, yeah. I don't know. They go to these things. As a matter of fact, they're having one in a couple of weeks out it's called like eighties in it's a bunch of eighties bands playing in Dominican Republic and they're having Andrew McCarthy's gonna be there and, oh, and, wow. and Anthony Michael Hall. And I guess they go sign stuff mm-hmm. and make, make money, money doing that. You know? Yeah. They, they pay like ten grand to do that shit. Wow. I haven't thought of thought of finding out what Ali Sheedy's up to in so long. <clears throat> well, I remember she had like a moment there. Began she she, she did movies. like an independent film that got some heat. I think she was actually nominated for an Oscar. This is going back a ways, but so anyway, that was my thing. I just loved. I just mm-hmm. thought it was all of, because there was a different time when those eighties movies were like a thing. There was the Corey yeah. the Corey Feldmans and the right. Hames and the, you know and I and I was like that's what I wanted. And then I came out here. I was like I I I was so did I just got into like a weird like every gay. Now, looking back on it, every like gay casting director and producer was just like into me, and I was very naive to it. And I would like literally go like hot tub parties and shit, you know. And it was like, very strange. Like, what what's happening here? Like, oh, we're gonna put you in a movie, and I'd get into a hot tub with like nine older, you know, sixty year old men, and huh. I was like, oh, how far did things go? Not not far at all. I make it sound, you know, much. It, they, it was perfectly innocent and okay. fine. But but so I, they so they looking, didn't try to cross the line with no, you. No 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 never. But looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, now I got it. Yeah. Now I get what this was like. I. Remember I had an agent very, very early on. 
His name, this is no joke. The guy's last name was Cheatham. His name was Clarence P. Cheatham. <laughs> and he had it, and he had like a, a, a garage. He basically worked out of a garage behind somebody's house in North Hollywood. And, uh, and he was my agent. And I used to have to like walk through like dog shit to get to and, and baby like toys from another person. He, uh, he would, he, that wasn't his house. Yeah. He was just renting the garage. And then one day I walked in and had like, you know, back when you had headshots and mm-hmm. with your, with your resume stapled onto it. And he went into the like the other room, which he said he was now going to fax my headshot to some of the biggest producers in Hollywood <laughs> and get you a, a, I was like, okay, great. And he goes into the other room of the garage and he yells from the other room. He goes, don't jerk off out there. And I'm like, well, why would I jerk off? It's like noon in North Hollywood. Why would I jerk off? Then I'm like, oh, that meant go ahead and jerk off out there. Like now knowing like the um, wiser, it's like, oh, that meant, you know, are you into this? That was like his way of feeling it out. Right. But I had a lot of that early on, which was strange. And um, not, you know, nothing too bad, like like I said. But it, yeah, that was my era. And then, I, then once I got into comedy, I really kind of just said, I found... Like acting almost sad. Like I would go to auditions where it was like everybody looked just like mm-hmm. me. And I, I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. I'm not that good. Like these people are probably better than me. There's 75 of them. I'm not different in any way, shape or form. And I thought stand up was a way I could just be different and do my own thing. If I wanted to do it, I could do it six nights a week in some shit bar in Westwood, you know? I had an experience of going to an audition where it was like all me types and I was like, oh, I guess I, that's the type I am, like dark hair. Right. I mean, it sort of like potentially could be goth, but like a little bit sullen, like yeah. edgy, even though I'm not edgy. But that right. too, that's who it's like, you know, who I think was there, except I'm afraid that this is, I don't want this to be a big fish story because maybe she wasn't there, but I really feel like she was. Kristen Ritter. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, she was that, she's got that look. Yeah. It's conceivable she wasn't though. It's important that I put that out there in yeah. case she's like, uh, <laughs> well, why? I'm, I'm sure she's kidding. auditioned. She's probably auditioned a thousand times in her life. I know. So I'm so like, what am I? It's not like she's going to be like, I remember the specific audition. Do you know what my first audition was in Los hmm. Angeles for the role of Screech? And I got called back. Wow. Yes. Uh, at, I still remember what it was. It was like by Toyota of North Hollywood. There was their offices over there. And they, at that point, they had just cast that the kid, the blonde kid, uh, Mark, Mark Paul Gosling. And uh, they hadn't had anyone else yet, and I and I auditioned like several times for it, and but I was not that person. Like when they went that Dustin Diamond route, I was like, "Well, really? That's what I was going? I'm not even that close to that." Well, that's what I was going to ask if you, having been in auditions with a whole bunch of yous. What type are you? I, you know, I mean, there was a lot of like just handsome dudes, you mm-hmm. know. I, I guess at that at that point and then i and then it was then i went through like a dork phase you know <laughs> um yeah i i haven't been you know, I, I don't audition a hell of a lot to even know what type i am it's probably why you know I, it's not a thing that i i don't have a type are you were you disappointed that you were not cast as screech well looking back on it now no because dustin diamond is pretty much doing the same shit we're all doing he's like does stand up or something now and, mm-hmm. and is pretty terrible at it and stabbing people and he lives out in minnesota that's what i was gonna say i i sense i feel like there's scandal associated with him. oh yeah a lot what happened quite a bit he stabbed a guy recently um and i think he lives in minnesota and he and then he had a problem with and then he made a porno to try and make money right. but i think he's like on the uh on the straight and narrow these days he just does stand up in like third rate clubs around the country but the other guys seem to do okay like 
Everybody Bob else, Rosler did. Yeah. yeah, and so did the guy Mario Lopez did right. good. The girls, I don't know what they do, but well, the one girl Broadway. had a pretty good career. She was in Showgirls, right? Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, went she's on always SF. doing something. Yeah. So it's just Lark Voorhees who did not really go on. Oh, that much. wow, Lark, good call. That was her name, Lark. Did Voorhees. you know that Saved by the Bell started as a show on the Disney Channel called Good Morning Miss Bliss? I did not know and that. Haley Mills was the teacher. She was their teacher. It was almost the same cast. Wow. It wasn't, I don't think it was Tiffany Amber Thiessen. It was some, someone else. And then they like brought it back for whatever channel or, was it, what channel was I, it on? I have no idea. Yeah. And they revamped it. And it I think. It was like syndicated on Fox yeah, or something. When it was Good Morning Miss Bliss, I think it was on the East Coast and then yeah. moved to California. I've heard of Good Morning Miss Bliss. I didn't realize that was the same thing. It was. Wow. Uh, and go. then my first role I ever got in Los Angeles was on a, was on actually the first M, uh, HBO original series. It was called Vietnam War Story, and uh, it was about Vietnam. And um, it was done by the guy who did went on to write and direct uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, which was a pretty good movie. Anyway, but my my girlfriend on my the first thing I ever did was an episode of that, and it was Leah Remini, who I'm oh. now weirdly still friends with i we had it was a long time we didn't see each other but now we're still friendly again and yeah so that was she was my girlfriend on an episode of um vietnam war story that we shot on in michelli's on las palmas 30 years ago so were you friends with her when she went through all the scientology stuff no i mean i'm i was friends with her i didn't realize even she was scientology oh wow yeah, I mean, I remember she was on a show called Living Dolls. Remember that? Yes. She like a model Yeah, she Halle lived Barrett. in an apartment with other models. Yes, exactly. And she invited me to a taping of that, and I went to the taping. It's like the first time I'd seen a TV taping. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is all going... I'm, I'm oh. good. We're going way back. Who else were the... Li- I didn't know Halle Berry was one of the... Jeff. She was one of them. She you was one of the Living Dolls. I don't know who the other two... Were. There was four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I know Halle Berry was one, and, and, and Leah Remini was one. I don't know who the other two were. I bet that show lasted a season or less. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. But I want, it seems like a good premise for a show. But Leah Remini's never stopped working. She's had a good career. Yeah. And I like this Scientology, that show that she does where she's like outing Scientology, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I don't have any, I, you know, like my, people like so wrapped up in Scientology and have such a beef with it. I'm like, what's the difference between that and any other religion? Like, I don't have a beef with it. Uh, who knows? If, it, if people are into it, who, who cares? But I like- People I, who are into it, it does seem to be a thing that they are really into. But I think the- are you the it's like very culty it, you see yes uh, i guess sure but i mean can't you just walk away like do you have I to go into so. that building on, on on fountain and bronson you know like <laughs> you're, like you're you don't have, have to, to walk in there not in california you know i mean i i we, yeah, we I all know we walk down hollywood boulevard we see the guys dressed like captains you know on right. at, at two o'clock in the morning asking you if you want a personality test i just don't walk in because mm-hmm. i know what the deal is yeah i don't know well, i mean i know that they make well supposedly uh you really you have to kind of like sever ties with your family if your family's not on board. See that it. I've heard all that, yeah, and that's that is that's that's messed up. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know. It I seems know. like it works for some. Like Tom Cruise is, does pretty fine, and yes. he's you know, and everybody I I know has met him says so he's a very nice guy. And Elizabeth Moss too, I think. Yes, I've heard that. And she seems to be doing well. And quite a few people, yeah. like even yeah, Giovanni Rubisi. That's right. And his, his family, sister, his sister. Who's yeah. married to Beck. Yes. So married I think to Beck, Beck, is, Beck too. is too, yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you should consider it. I should have a long, long time ago. I should have considered it. Yes. <laughs> so got into comedy. You were doing stand up. When did you start writing for television? Uh, that, that, the first thing I did was that show I mentioned earlier, the show, show kind of tell a show. And, uh, and then I, I, I worked on family guy for a little bit, just like I was like a writer's assistant mm-hmm. for Mike Henry, who, uh, I know Mike Henry. Oh, you do? Yeah. You know, Mike, Mike and I have been friends for God. Okay. Thir- it's like, since I first moved to LA, as a matter of fact, I, when, when Mike was just like a struggling actor, I got. I didn't cl- know he was a struggling actor. Oh yeah, I don't know his whole backstory. And a comedian. Yeah. And I got. I told him I said I got an agent for you, and I and I signed him with Clarence P. Cheatham. <laughs> so he he also had Clarence P. Cheatham for a bit of time. What What made you decide to um, graduate from Clarence? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think like I went from like zero. I was like bartending, and then I got Chelsea lately. Oh. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I almost. I was like writing on Chelsea Lilly and, and running back to my bartending job at night. So like we would end the show at eight o'clock at night and I would go bartend at Mirabelle restaurant on mm. Sunset Boulevard. Uh, so yeah, I, for like the first three years of Chelsea Lately, I kept both gigs. Was that why? Because I, you know, I, I don't know. I liked working and I didn't know when any of it was going to end. I guess you that know? was my question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then it went on for nine years, but I didn't know that. So when you started on Chelsea lately, what did, what was your understanding of the gig? Uh, eight weeks, um, and you know I knew Chelsea. We were, we were friends, and she always from asked, comedy. I worked on yeah, I worked with her on a bunch of different things at, up at that point, but they were all short stints. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I we I actually worked on a, sh- a show called the Chelsea Handler Show, which was like almost like a it's like a Chappelle show ripoff kind of a sketches and it was on E for like nine episodes and mm-hmm. then E decided we're going to make her our girl and right. so they they scrapped that show and said now let's retool it and it took about a year and I went back to working as a bartender and uh, and then she asked me to come and do Chelsea Lilly just a round table and I did and it was very early on I and mean, we, we, we didn't even have comedians on the round table mm-hmm. we had like Greg Brady and Ron Jeremy and like <laughs> we had like you know stunt casting or whatever right. you call it so it was a lot of that, and they just weren't. It wasn't gelling because they, they they didn't you know they didn't know how to riff or anything. Mm-hmm. And then we and then one day Chelsea said, "Just bring some people from upstairs down." It was Josh Wolf, myself, and Heather. And then it just it was it went upstairs it writers. Yeah, we were upstairs uh, at that point. We were working at a studio down on, on Wilshire and Bundy, and uh, yeah, and it just worked better that way. And then it just started to take off, and more and it became a big deal. You know, so I mean, yeah, and it was great. It was great. So then I finally, uh, you know, took my white shirts and black pants to Goodwill, and I haven't <laughs> looked back since. But I'm not ruling it out. You know, I could still go back one day. Were you sad when it ended, Chelsea Lately? I wasn't. I was ready. Uh, looking back on it now, I was. You know, you never. That would be my tip. If you ha- if you're on a successful show, hang on, hang on mm-hmm. as hard as you can because it's hard to get. And when you, it's a good one like that. Uh yeah so yeah looking back on it now I wish it la- I wish it was still going I remember some friends of mine who were, who were you know on a bunch more shows than me told me that they were like no just stay mm. as long as ride it for for as long did as you, you can. did you did you consider leaving and because I know that like Jen Kirkman left and did she come back Jen left and came back Jen left uh yeah Jen and I were writing partners on the show we, we shared an office together so Jen's like one of my best friends mm. in the world I love her so yeah it was uh. She left to work on another show, but then she came back because it was such a fun show to work on. Like what you basically saw on TV was what we were having a blast. So right. she wanted to work on like a sitcom where it was like 18 hour days and stuff like that. So 
she she ran out of there pretty quickly um, and came back to where we were having a, we were having a good time. We vacation together, you mm. know. So it was we, we all got along pretty well, and it was fun. So it's a fun it was a fun show to work on. I've heard that it was because well, I've now had like a surprising number of people who worked on the show on my show. Okay, and it sounds also like it could, was sort of a ball busting environment. It was a ball busting environment, yes, it, but. Yeah, I I like the ball busting. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost to the point where I got so used to ball busting that now when I go to other shows and I ball bust people are like what do you like we don't treat each other like that. And I'm like, "Oh, I thought that was the way people treat like <laughs> we got to the point where we were actually mean." Like I remember we'd have some people on the round table who just like, "I just don't like this environment. Like oh. you guys are mean to each other and some comedians just they just don't like that." And I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Uh, but we were just good at, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was like maybe did you know what lines not to cross? Or maybe there were no lines. There were no. We we enjoyed the fact that there were no lines. Right. You know, we we would say and the hard, not hard, but like dirty thing. Like if there were, if anyone ever went to uh, what do they call that when you have, report somebody to an a HR? HR, yeah. If anyone, we would, I mean, we'd all be fired and fined. Like mm-hmm. I remember that somebody got fired on Saturday Night Live for something recent. That uh, tweet or something oh, she wrote. Yeah. About. It's like really. I mean, we. It was, I always wondered about. The writer, the whole friends thing. Yes, that was. I remember right. at the time. I gotta be. I feel like I'm about to put my foot in my mouth. No, I know. But, but I get it. I uh, let's, let's see. Let's see what heck comes out of my mouth, and then whether I'm okay with that sure. having come out of my mouth. Thinking, a lot of joke rooms are off color. Very. I don't I think want to they take, have to be. But now, now here, let me just disclaimer. I don't want to take away at all from what she felt. Yeah, I totally. But I the, understand. But reading like the rundown of what had happened, it was like that seemed like that's how those rooms are. But it could also be a lot of times a misogynist shithole too, which I can yeah. totally see. Well, maybe a, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, those I, rooms are misogynist. I totally could shitholes. see in a friend's. I most of the shows I worked on were all women driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. All the writers on Chelsea Lately were women. There was only three guys on the show. And so, I, yeah, I could totally see it being, you feel like the one girl right. among a bunch of comedy writers who don't know. Yeah, I could, I, I, I see what she's saying. But you also have to say, what's, you have to kind of throw all, everything out to try mm-hmm. and find something. Right. And then you get, you just get nuts after a while, especially on like a friend show that got as big as that. You're there for 19 hours. Right. You stay, you say horrible things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the thing. It's like it's conceivable it was a misogynist shithole and it was awful or yeah. it also but but also an off-color comment could have been made in like a healthy situation. Sure. Too, I guess now at this point I forget what the comment even was. Oh yeah, I, I was it just one particular comment? I thought it was, oh, was quite, it a bunch. I, I thought it was okay. a series of comments or or over time, I thought. So I, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with the story, but Oh, did I like to take back everything. She I wound up getting said. I think she She wound ended, up getting nothing, right? They they sided. Oh, really? I thought I could be wrong. I thought they sided with the writers on that one. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Anyway. Hmm. I just like to throw out uh with no nothing to back up my facts, just throw out false things. Oh, same. And I yeah. like to say I like to say things that will upset people, mm-hmm. even though I agree with them. Yeah. Sometimes we get into an argument with about something I have no clue to what I'm talking about, but well, yet I'll argue it like with a person who knows what they're talking about in, for no reason. On your album, The Shallow End, mm-hmm. which everyone should go get. An old album, yes. 
but sold. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. So it's, it's, it's funny. It holds up, I yeah, think. I, I like it. I'm okay with it. On the shallow end, available on Amazon. I'll put a link in the Honestly, it's summary. available also on YouTube for free. Go ahead and just listen to it if you want. Okay. Yeah. However you want I mean, to do I, it. I recommend Amazon. I mean, you don't make any money. I get like a, a $40 every six months for that album. So it's not it's not going to make or break me. But anyway, you, you talk about how someone could tell you a fact. Like you'll start, you know, to say something political and someone could tell you a fact, like any fact, then you'll believe them because yeah. you just don't know. Right. That is why I don't want to get involved in political arguments mm-hmm. either because I feel like Someone could tell me a whole bunch of stuff that's counter to my point, and I'll just be like, "I, okay, right. I, sus- I suspect you're lying, and I suspect it's bullshit, but I don't have the armor to like yeah. respond. Right. So fuck off. Strong that's opinions, not what you're strong opinion, zero facts. That's that's where I come from. That's uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, and it's worked for me so far. Right. So what did you do after uh, Chelsea lately, or what have you been doing? I know you did. You mentioned Glow. Uh, yeah, I did some stuff in that. Uh. Yeah, that was fun. I, I do, you know, I do uh, things here. I worked with Fortune Feimster on a her pilot. We did a couple of pilots that for ABC, Tina Fey, right? Tina Fey. Both of them were, awesome. two of them were for Tina Fey. Neither one of them went. But um, yeah, so, and then I, I'm on the road. I love stand up. I like it now more than I ever have. You know, I'm not one of those people who hates the road. So it's one of those things that I just kind of enjoy doing. I, I'm at the point now where it's like, why not just do what makes me happy? Mm-hmm. You know, I saved my money. I did. I invested well. I think I'm good. So it's good for me to be out in Omaha for three days. I don't, it doesn't kill me. Right. Some people hate it, and I can see why, but I don't. When a pilot doesn't go, like the Fortune Feimster pilots, are you disappointed, or have you been in this industry long enough that it's like meh? I'm not disappointed, but I could see how like Fortune would be disappointed because right. it's just I'm just a hired gun mm-hmm. on it. Uh, but yeah, I could see how people who put their whole it's about them, like their name is on it. Right. I could see how that would disappoint you. Yeah, definitely. Take it personally. Yeah, it's rough, and it, I you just don't know why some go and some don't. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, is this any worse or better than Two Broke Girls? It or? does seem capricious. Yeah. So I I just don't know what they look for and. And I'm sure there are smarter people than me making these decisions. But I mean, honestly, in the overall course of television, as long as it's been around and as many TV shows have been on, there's probably been 10 good ones. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And the thousands made. And there's really, so I remember we used to, we used to really get down on ourselves on Chelsea. Like, we're making shit here. Like, we're, this is, we're, we're doing Lindsay Lohan jokes and stuff. And I was like, you know what? If people enjoy it, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. it's, 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 Everyone's making shit. Nobody, there's Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and there's All in the Family and there's everything else. You, right. You, right? Am, am I wrong in that? So it's like, we're all making shit. TV was was built on a foundation of shit. <laughs> it was supposed to be stupid. It, that's why they made, Sid Caesar fucking made a stupid show mm-hmm. and people bought it and that's how TV began. So uh, there's nothing wrong with stupid TV. Were you surprised by the popularity of it? Yes. I was shocked and it's still shocked like i i, I mean i can recognize all that and i'm like from a regular people you know i'm not from a show business background mm-hmm. or anything so it's yeah it was crazy i had no problem with it i like being recognized in places was never i didn't get a big head about it i was just like it's cool i'm glad people watch you mm-hmm. know uh i used i used to like like i said earlier i was bartending still while i was on the show and people would come into the bar and go wait aren't you on chelsea lately and i'm like yeah like why are you bartending I'm like, well it's you know you make you know, twenty five hundred a week, and right. who you know, who knows? Um, Doesn't Sarah Colonna have a similar? Yes, story? we 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 actually worked together oh. at Mirabel. Yes, and then she went on to uh, Formosa Cafe, which is 
uh, whatever down the street. So yeah, we we have we work together, Sarah mm-hmm. and I, uh, for many years. And Chelsea used to come in there a bunch. So that's how we all know each other. From Mirabeau? Uh, yeah. Well, early we met doing stand up, but we would hang out. Well, I, I knew Sarah long before, mm-hmm. and then Chelsea and Sarah were friends. So that's how we met. Gotcha. Oh, that's a crazy small world. Yeah, it's a crazy small world. Yeah. I think uh, we should do just mirror everyone in a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys, I'm on Patreon. Are you familiar with Patreon? I hear about it. It's pretty... I resisted for a long time. But mm-hmm. now that I've been on there for a while, I love it. But it's, do you have to give them extra content? You do. And it has yeah. to be something salacious, no? To get them to go? I mean, mine's just... It's just dick pics. Oh, that'll yeah. work. Yeah. That'll Thankfully, work. Thankfully... People, I'm going to ask you for one later. That's no problem. I have yeah. no problem with that. I really uh, don't. Yeah. No, it's, it's not salacious content. It's just extra content. Yeah, you really do. I mean, so for people who don't know, Patreon, um, there's different reward levels and you get different things for the different reward levels, which you choose, which all of which support the podcast. I feel like it sounds very complicated. I, I keep hearing, because I do a lot of podcasts. Like, I, imagine like Kickstarter, but on an ongoing but basis. But then I hear like it's a $5 one and a $10 one and a $20 one. Yes, there are all those levels. So if you say you're the $5 one and you begin to tell a story on the five dollar one does it just end <laughs> and now you <laughs> how frustrating that's no. what i've heard is that maybe not true? other people maybe other people do that i don't think so the way i do it this like what you're on right now this is just a regular podcast right. and everyone gets this and then i record extra bonus episodes every month okay um where people who subscribe to Patreon can submit questions. Like I tell them who the guest is going to be and they can submit questions and then we record that and I put that out. Or like behind the scenes um, videos, there's a level where you have access to a, a video live stream with me where I interact with them. There's a level where you get merch in the mail. That's how I do it. But right. there are people who do it different ways. So maybe I should do this thing where the sentence just ends. That's what I've Pay heard. Pay $5 to hear where... Oh, I, I actually ended the sentence. Where the sentence... Pay five dollars to find out how, where then you I was have to going move with up that. To the ten dollar one to get the rest of the story, and then that'll cut off. And then you have to move to the twenty dollar one. To People, get... how do they? I, I, don't, could I don't be mean wrong. how. I, I mean, mean logistically, I, how could they do? I that? have no idea. I, I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating, but that's what I've heard. They're probably doing better than I am on yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've I'm been... talking about Heather McDonald. This is oh, I know she's a Patreon person. I gotta check out her page then and find out what she's doing. Yeah, she's. I don't know if she, Heather's got it all figured out yet. She's trying to figure it out. There's some controversy around her right now. There's always controversy. I around don't Heather. No, it's like the what is the controversy? Not the Chelsea controversy. No, yeah. it's like a, it's a much smaller controversy. I think it's a smaller Twitter-based controversy. Oh, those girls are trying. Yeah, well, but why? I don't. All understand I know is that it. I keep getting tweets. That are saying negative things about her, and it's like, and do you look it, at the? I, like, I can't, I can't care enough to click because I can tell no. how I can tell that I'm going to be disappointed if I try. It's to apparently find out. a weird world. I don't know. It's very strange because they come after me too because I okay. say some things on her podcast. Like, did are, you really have Heather on your podcast, Allison? Right. And then a link. I'm like, I can't. But then you look at the people; they have 20 followers. So it's yeah. like, is this really making think, a dent? Are they defending some realities? Like, what are they talking about? I have. I don't Apparently, know. there are a group of people who their goal is to shut down podcasts. I guess they shut down those guys who do that podcast, uh, What Crappens Live or something. You know these guys? I do. They yeah, shut so them I, down? I guess th- for, with all their things, they wound up shutting that, not shutting it down, but hurting it in some okay. way. Um, so they guess they try to Heather and it didn't really take effect because I say some things on her podcast that, you know, I say sometimes some racist, stupid things, but just for fun, like right. I'm only, it's a fucking comedy podcast. Like a, and so people get so offended by everything, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, 
Anyway, so they come in. As a matter of fact, just as I was coming in here, some woman tweeted, this Chris Frangiola says that naming your kid king is black shit. And I've, I stand by that. Naming your kid king is black shit. <laughs> so if you want to take me out for that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Black people have different names for them kids than I Gwen do. It's also Gwen Stefani shit. Doesn't she it, have a king? She's got a she king, king and she's got a Zuma. She does? Is it, one of her kids king? I'm pretty sure yeah. king and Zuma. Well, one of the one of the Jacksons, I think it's Jermaine, has a kid named Your Majesty. So that's fucking some black shit. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You know, if you Chad is some white right. shit, it's all the same. Todd is super white. You're right, exactly. What's the whitest name? I think it might be Probably Chad or Chris. Todd. I feel uh, like there's a lot of Chris's right now. Yeah. There's 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 Hemsworth, Pratt, Evans, who's the pine? Frangiola. But there's also um friends. Oh my god. How can I be blanking on him? Brown, Chris Brown. Chris Brown, yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. There was a lot of you know there were a lot, yeah, but it's Chris a white, Crosses. It's a, Chris Cross was two black guys. Yeah, that just accidentally. One of them's dead. Mouth. One of the Chris that. Cross kids, yeah, he died. Which one? Drago. I don't. I don't even know Chris. <laughs> they were both Chris, I think. I think you're right. Let's do just mirror everyone. What is this? Is this By the way, I always feel like I'm terribly boring on podcasts. No, is boring? this is so good. Oh, okay, good. So good. But you know what? This is gonna. This is a segment inside a segment. Okay. Jeff, producer Jeff, resist the urge to fix this for me. Yes. Let's just leave it in. I forgot to ask you questions from fans, and we have a couple. I saw, well, I, I saw your tweet, and yeah. one guy, of course, wrote, who's Chris Frangiello, which that's fine. They always And then do. somebody wrote, yeah, uh, about what, uh, which was a great question. I know. We got to get to those, but wait, hold that. Oh, sorry. So we're doing questions now? Yep. <laughs> wait, is this the game, or is this just questions? When we ask, we send them in. We have songs to, to usher oh, I in fucked the up news. A song? No, you, di- you oh. didn't fuck it up. I fucked it up because I said we're doing one segment, but then really we're doing this one. Got it. Now, there's a temptation to just cut out the fuck up, but I say leave it in. I say leave it in, yeah. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. If you pay $5, you can have a perfect version. Just kidding. No, no one idea. gets perfect version. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. The Great One says, who is Guy Branham? Are we still doing that? Because... I don't know what that means. I, I will explain. Every time I t- say, you know, send me questions, do you, uh, tweet me your questions for so-and-so and I'll ask them tomorrow, someone always writes in with who is that person, yeah. regardless. So when I had Guy Branham on, I mentioned that and I was like, "How f- it would be funny. It, like, what if every time they just wrote in who is Guy Branham? So yeah. now they write that in. Oh, well, Guy the- Branham was a writer on Chelsea Lately and a great, hilarious yes. comedian. I love Guy Branham. I just saw him last week in Portland. Um, I enjoyed Talk Show, The Game Show. I haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so the great one wants to know, what time does Chris go to sleep, wake up usually? <laughs> I used to be a wild party guy, you know, out to, uh, you know, but now these days, I, I mean, I've, I'm embedded. I watch the, I watch like Colbert and then I go mm-hmm. to bed. That's probably, so let's say one and then I'm That's up at pretty... seven. I'm up. I get up. So you get, a si- you get six hours? Nah, yeah. That's enough for you. That's enough for me these days, yeah. I want to be someone who thrives 
on like oh, on what I had last night, which is like maybe five and a half. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I I just need more sleep. I think as you get older, it, it become you become less and less. You don't need as much. Okay. I feel like I'm at that stage of my life. I'm one of those guys at like five a.m. at McDonald's reading the paper. You know, <laughs> you see the old guys. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to go to sleep earlier. Though, yeah. You're gonna have to. Go to uh, yeah, I would have early. to go to sleep earlier. Okay, Troy meets world says. Are there any meals or types of food you hate to eat in public or at somebody else's house? First of all, the, I feel like this guy knows me because it's a great question. I hate eating in public to the point where I won't even do it. Really? Um, I don't like eating in front of people. There's a there's a comedy club that I play here a lot called Comedy Magic Club down in Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic club. And you all sit back in the back before you go on stage with all the other comedians and everybody eats. They, they have great food there. But I, everyone always asks me why I don't eat. And I'm like, I just feel weird eating in front of people. Have you always been this way? Kind of, and then I feel... Even as an electrician? Yeah, I, maybe it's it's gotten worse, I think. Because I, I always hated when people... When you like sit down to eat like at a bar, when you're on the road as a comedian, you eat alone a lot. Mm-hmm. So you sit at a bar in the middle of the day, and, and I always hate it when somebody goes, "That looks good. What is it?" And then I have to explain what it is. And, right, and then as you're talking, you're wondering if there's food in your teeth. Right, yeah. So I've always had a problem, and I hate, hate, hate tray pass stand up like at a function, like a, oh, like past here, yes, here in Hollywood, you do a lot of stand up. Yeah, where you stand, not stand up comedy. Like you're standing up at a party and, and someone's, someone's tray passing. By, yeah, and it's like the war. I can't, I can't. And then wait, what part of that do you hate? Everything standing about it. And t- <laughs> I hate. I hate that you can't put. Now you have the shit in your hands, yeah. a napkin or or and tooth, you, right. toothpick, and there's yeah. nowhere to put those. Right, and, and you have a drink in your other hand, so you're right. just. And it's people, you're always constantly talking to people and you get stuff food in you, and then they have they do the chicken skewers mm. on the long toothpick right. and there's what am I gonna and now I got a deep throat the fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. to, so there, it's, it's all, funny for I hate that. They're they're finger foods, but they're not easy to eat no. finger foods. And then they serve like now that everyone's doing like a mini hamburger. I'm like, who yeah. can deal with a mini hamburger in the middle of like a <laughs> know. you know, a, a ballroom? Right. It's the worst. So that's I, I don't so like eating all public food at all. For you. I like eating alone or just like in my house. What about in a relationship? I, yeah, I like eating with my girlfriend, but um, it, you know that's even that sometimes. It's, it's I don't private. Know. It's private. Yeah. But and then I get ha- mad at myself. Like I leave a party and I'm like, there was some good. I should have eaten at that party. Mm. Like it looked like the food was good, but yes. it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there was a, a Christmas party I went to. I gave up carbs for okay. like, and I was very very. Scientologist about it. Yeah. I just mean I was very strict. I wasn't one of those like, I'm not having carbs, but I am having juice or something. Like I was like zero sugar would pass my lips. Very psycho about it. Is carb sugar? That's like, is it? It's, um, yes. Simple carbohydrates are sugar. Complex carbohydrates are like any sort of flour or wheat. Oh, okay. Like bread. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. So, yeah. So just protein and, um, fat. And I, I allowed myself, I had some vegetables, which actually have some carbs in them. And then not the interesting part of the story. This, by the way, there is no interesting part of the story, but, uh, we spent Christmas in Connecticut that year and went to this big Christmas party and there was a whole room of just sweets. Like, yeah. The, like those special serving trays of like three different levels of different chocolates and candy and toffee. And so it was like all sorts of candy and then all sorts of tiny cupcakes and all sorts of, by the way, Cupcakes are something that I would not want to eat in public. No. It's too messy. Yes. Well, I the still mini don't ones understand. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you can't even get into it. It's I have a problem with it. Um, I agree with you. But anyway, I 
just didn't even mess with that room at all. I mean, I think I looked like, oh, a whole candy bar. I mean, just it was like Willy Wonka in there. Yeah. Didn't even I didn't have one. And I think back on that often of like, I bet there was some really good stuff. Uh, in there. Yeah. It haunts me. To, yeah. And I and I always hate like waste. I'm weird about like some things really get to me. And it's just bizarre stuff. And when I see all that stuff, I'm like, who is going to eat? Then nobody's going to eat this. Right. This is going to go in the garbage. Yeah. I used to be like a cater waiter for years. And we should just throw all that shit away. And it, it like when, even when you play, like when you do stand up, they have like a green room where they, they have like a sure. del- deli tray of meats. And how many meats can I'm it's just me. Like yeah. I nobody's gonna eat this. And then it just goes in the garbage, I think. I did a live podcast a few what's the I'm blanking, the place in Pasadena, the Ice House. Ice House in Pasadena, yes. First time we did it. They have cheese there. They give you cheese. And ama- it, it was a pretty amazing spread. Yeah. Maybe I was just really hungry, but it, there was like cold cuts and cheese. Oh, you got the good, yeah, that's, that must amazing. be for the podcasters, not the comedians. So then the next time we, w- we went to do the podcast, I was like, I don't need to eat ahead of time because there's going to be a whole spread. And there was like just two Tootsie Rolls or something. Yeah. But don't mm-hmm. toy with me. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you got that. That's, <laughs> you must have. I think they were left. Probably some other comedian left them in there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that the the big fancy spread is you can't count on it. No. You No. 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 You can't count on it. It's supposed to be like in a rider, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, now let's do just me or everyone, and I'll explain it to you. Don't you worry. I'm ready. Sometimes I. Under on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay, so this is where people um, send things they think or do to us. They tweet it, and then we say whether we also do these things. So okay. is it just them or is it everyone? Got it. Like, do we relate? Uh, let's see here. Panda Elephant says, Panda Elephant 13. Find the Statue of Liberty somewhat creepy. Not really, although I've never been inside of it. Uh, you know, weirdly, I was born and raised in New York my whole life, and I only saw it about two years ago for the first time ever. How was and it? It was cool to see, but I'd never gone. You know, when yeah. you live in New York, you don't go see it. Right. So, yeah, it was it was cool. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering, creepy in what way? Like the fact that people stand on her crown. The thing that it's gr- that it's green, and it That's, does it yeah. does have a uh, look of a. Uh, it could be either man or woman. It doesn't look oh, very I hadn't feminine. Thought about that, yeah. Yeah. Megan says, when listening to call-in news shows, callers who are rambling, uninformed, and generally unprepared make me so uncomfortable. I, uh, I don't that. know if I have an opinion on that one because I feel like the people who do call in, I, I don't listen to a hell of a lot of those, but I feel like they're very informed. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. And okay. sometimes I could imagine them being rambly, but I'm wondering if she's uncomfortable because she's like the host is about to tear into you yeah. or just in general, it's hard to listen to someone who's rambly. Right. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I just listen to Howard Stern, so, and they kind of get a lot of traction out of those people who are terrible on those right. call-in shows. Right. They play them over and over John Schember says, when someone's name is also a city or country, I assume that's where they were conceived. Gross. Like, I, like what? I've never heard of such a thing. Like Dakota. Oh, that's the only one. Name another one. Um, but there's got to be that's other pretty, ones. That's pretty good that you came up with that that quick. Paris? Yes. Ooh. Arizona, a character on Grey's Anatomy. Is there a person named Arizona? There is. There's a doctor. Well, there. I don't. I don't watch it anymore. But there's an Arizona. Okay. Um. Let's think of other place names. Let's see. 
I'm I don't, sure they exist. I'm sure it was someone. Dallas. Yes. Dallas Rains is a, is a weatherman out here. Right. And, and Dallas. There's quite a few. Dallas, Dallas Howard. Dallas Green, I think, was a was a coach for yeah. the Lions, Detroit Lions. Not Dallas Howard. What's her name? I'm, I'm confusing her with Bryce no, Howard. Yes. Dallas. Bryce Dallas Howard. That's her name. It is her middle name. name is Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Florida from Good Times. There you go. And then Flo Rida. Right. The, the rapper. The rapper. Yeah. Who's a man, right? Yes, he is a I man. I thought Florida was a woman for a long time. No, I don't he's know, a man. I don't know why. And I, as someone who clearly had never seen a picture, was unfamiliar mm-hmm. with the, the music, but just in seeing it. All right, there's got to be more. Virginia. Sweet Virginia. There you go. But when somebody's named Virginia, that's a name. So I never think they're named after. Yeah. Virginia. I just think it's a name. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have a friend named Nevada. Really? Mm hmm. That's interesting. It's not a bad name, but it's an interesting one. It is. Well, I. Never, I'd never, Poughkeepsie, just kidding, there's yeah. no Poughkeepsie. Ron Konkoma, you know my friend Ron Konkoma? <laughs> oh, Ron, yeah. <laughs> sure for Ron Konkoma. Mm-hmm. I've never thought this before, but now I will. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't assume they're from that, but I don't, I disagree with him, I don't assume that's where they're from. I don't assume Paris Hilton is from Paris. No, he's saying that that's where she was conceived, like her parents oh. were in Paris when they hmm, did perhaps. the deed. Do people know where the con- conception happened, though? Do you know? They the- claim to. Yeah. But I don't know that they really do. Right. I don't know if you could pinpoint it. It depends. Like okay. if he's traveling a lot or... Well, then everybody would be named Vagina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I'm going to next week. Regina in Canada. I'm performing oh. up there. So it's close. Which part of Canada is that? Regina is right in the center. It's like uh, Saskatchewan, right? Oh, Above, neat. Like, you know, up there. Carolina, there you go, Jividoni says, if I text someone who has an iPhone and the texts go green, my initial thought is something horrible has happened to them. That means they have a Samsung Galaxy, right? It either means they don't have an iPhone or they're like, you know, I don't know actually, because some... It, or they're like in a place maybe where there isn't good re- I don't actually don't I know. don't have an iPhone. Sometimes it, oh, and, you don't. Uh, no, I have a Samsung. And and uh, everyone hates me for it. I get yeah. so phone shamed all the time. <laughs> but, and then when I, I didn't even know when I texted people, you could tell I have a Galaxy yeah. because it comes up differently or something. Comes up green. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's not being... S- so on an iPhone, usually it's blue if it's being sent as an iMessage, but occasionally it'll be green and it'll say sent as text. Right. So I don't know. I don't exactly know what it is. I don't means, know why. It's, dis- I, it's disconcerting. Are you like an iPhone crazy person? You have to have iPhone. I don't know. Like I just started on Samsung Galaxy because I was with T-Mobile and they didn't have iPhones for a long time. They mm. do now. So I just went with the one they gave me and continue to do so. Are you happy with it? Well, you don't sure. know any better. It's fine. Like it does what it, I need to do. You can get on. You have apps and stuff. Oh my God. Well, yeah. Galore. It's a phone. It's a <laughs> Samsung Galaxy. It's not a flip phone. You can make and receive calls with us. <laughs> yeah, yes, I can. <laughs> Interesting. Well, Jeff also doesn't have an yeah. iPhone. Yeah, I'm Android too. Yeah, Android. I've had right? both, and I like yeah. this way better. Right. Well, what do you like? Yeah, about that's it what better? I've heard. the The keyboard input on the iPhone I thought was really bad. Well, I had a BlackBerry before my iPhone. Ooh, yeah. And that the BlackBerry was the actual keyboard, right? Yes, I could fire off emails yeah. so fast and so much more accurately on that than on this. Yeah. Some people were very, like they would. I remember Chelsea Handler had a, a BlackBerry like really far into the BlackBerry like I when liked, they were all gone. She, I liked she my liked BlackBerry. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No typos with those. It was like what right. you type. That's what came up. And yeah, yeah. I liked the little rollerball thing in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. What's happening? What is going on? That's, I think that's your phone. 
No, it's not. Yeah, because it's laying oh, on top wow. of the cable. Oh, wow. Oh, that's crazy. It wanted to chime in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm awesome. That's, Here, listen to that me. That just shows now that it's just all giving us brain cancer. The fact that I laid that on the wire and it and affected the it. wire. Yeah. Lauren Kay says, noticing that everyone but me calls dog biscuits cookies. Well, I don't call them cookies or dog biscuits. I what do you call, call them, them treats. Treats. That's a good one. I don't have a dog, so I call them something I don't buy. If you were to give something to a dog, though, of this variety. I would say treats, I think. I yeah. think it would be treats. Yeah, I wouldn't say dog. Dog biscuits seems like old school when it used right. to be that one that was shaped like a bone. bone. Milk bone. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. There are a lot of people who call them cookies, though. Really? Yeah. That's strange. I feel like that's like an English thing. I think Because they call everything biscuits. Right. Which... It's not cool. I feel like calling them cookies. If you have kids around, that's like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, no You're kidding. Referring to Although, them as cookies, yeah, and in a box how and bad the these days? Like nobody will even feed dogs like shit food. Like we used to just feed dogs the dogs like scraps, right? But now they have to. I mean, it's probably as good as a kid kid's cookie, if not better. It's true. Yeah, I think Wendy's food currently has like sweet potato, carrots, oats. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind in of the seventies, when like the, you know, dog, nobody cared about dog. You just had. You know, I don't know no, if the dogs care either. There was no like Petco or anything. Yeah. Remember, there was like a little section in the grocery store right. with like a, a, a couple can. of balls and, and yeah. yeah. And then like I, I maybe it's wrong of me to say, but like even when we went on vacation, we would just chain the dog to a tree for like a week. Is that is Aww. that wrong? Well, like, I think it's that's sad. what we did. Like people, are like, what? Uh, did you put it in a home? Like, no, you put it. You put a big bucket of water and a big bucket say, of food, and came back a week later, and everybody was fine. Just in your like, backyard, kind of. We had our neighbors had a dog. I swear, the dog was chained for twenty years. It just ran in a circle uh-huh. for twenty years. Yeah, I feel like the outdoor dog thing. Yeah, I don't know that that goes on. But as now much you anymore. couldn't even put a dog on a chain. But like people would call the ASPCA and you would be put in jail. Well, whenever I go to a grocery store and I see a dog tied up outside, I always think, "Wow, you used to see this all the time." I would ne- I would. I just don't trust people enough, right, to leave. I'd be afraid someone would steal my dog. Steal your dog, yeah. I don't know that they ever do, though. But yeah, what, can you give them like what's to sell them for ransom? I had a friend whose do- whose dog was stolen for ransom, and they and they were like sending her messages like, "We have your dog." Did she get the dog back? Yeah, eventually, yeah. But they didn't get Did the she pay. Have to pay. How yeah. much? That's like, crazy. Thousand dollars. She's an actor. She, but I think she was like someone of note. Um, right. So that's why they took her dog. And the cops couldn't get involved. They were. It became like a big story on the news. Like the news was following the Who story. Who was it? Can you say? I mean, I mean, I guess the they news. could say her name. Yeah. I mean, she's not a big star, but she, at the time she was on, uh, where was she on? She was on a big show. Her name's Trisha O'Kelly. And she, uh, yeah, her dog was kidnapped. And it became like a big story on the news. That they is finally crazy. got it back. Yeah. That's so upsetting. Yeah. Anyway, is there another question? There is. There's one more. Kate Rambles says, never notice pimples in selfies unless someone cheekily calls it out in the caption. You never notice or she never notices? Like she's, she's asking that, if we ever notice? Yeah. Well, she's saying that when sh- she never notices someone's pimple in a picture. Right. And, oh, wait a minute. I see what you're saying. You're saying she's talking about a picture of herself. Or, no, I think that she's saying, like, let's say I put a picture of myself and it's like, look, it's me and my, my pimple. Yeah. You know? But something a little more funny than that, probably. Sure. And then, like, she wouldn't have noticed it, but because I pointed it out, she did. Well, I feel that's the way. Like, I don't think anyone notices pimples, but except you, because you yeah. think it's all people looking right. at. But um, 
Yeah. Just the other day on Instagram, I like, you know, zoomed in to find the pimple that someone had mentioned in the comment. And Do I you follow that horrible thing called Dr. Pimple Popper? No, I've heard I about it. I, re- I won't. I'm not I interested. Can't. But people freak out. They love it so much. I can't. It, it turns my stomach to look at it. One of the biggest swords I fell on in my job on the Adam Carolla show was Adam one day was like, you love popping other people's pimples, Allison. Like chicks are just into that, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, you have me confused with someone else because I, the idea of picking someone else's pimple yeah. makes me want to retch discussing it makes you want to vomit and i never ever never ever want to look at those videos but i just went along with it because i'm like it's going to take too much work to it's going to take too much work to explain that that's not me anyway i find it super disgusting yeah me too i can't handle it chris frangiola it was delightful having you on thank the show. you very much for having me allison it was a pleasure to meet you and uh, i'm happy to be here thank you where can everyone find you all, I'm all of Frangiola.com, you know, is my website. And then Frangiola is my Twitter and all that, you know. Uh, I have a pretty good social media following and I keep it up. I'm good on it. Snapchat's my new favorite one. Oh, really? I think it's just Frangiola, F-R-A-N-J-O-L-A. Follow me on Snapchat. I enjoy it. All right. Although people tell me it's going away now because everyone's doing Instagram oh, videos. Yeah. Just ride it hard till it goes away. I, I, mean, I, I'm, I intend to. Good. Yeah. You guys subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And follow me at Allison Rosen. Follow show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen. Here's your new best friend